Hello and welcome to Word Equals Faith. This is your host, Jose Reynaldo Torres. Welcome, folks, welcome. Folks, the title of today's message is Jesus Wept. Folks, and I, I know that uh, that one there for a lot of folks will, uh, you know, come up with so many excuses and so many um, downplaying crying. I mean, there's there's guys out there that'll say that real men don't cry, uh, that it's a sign of uh, weakness, and that, uh, you know, it, it really demonstrates that uh, you're weak. And that is the biggest... <laughs> <laughs> that is the biggest lie um, I've ever heard. Uh, I, I just can't process that. Uh, and, and I get it. I, I'm not talking about um, if there's if there's guys out there that <laughs> just cry over every spilled milk or every little thing. Right? I get it. Maybe that can be a sign of weakness. and uh, Or maybe folks that are <laughs> just uncontrollably crying about every single thing, maybe, okay, that, I'm not talking about that, but that is definitely something that needs to get worked on, right? However, when uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus, uh, and we, we're we going to talk about uh, John chapter 11, for those that want to uh, read, you find what I'm about to um, share with you today. It's all found in John chapter 11. Uh, today I'm going to paraphrase a little here, um, just want to give you guys a nugget today, so I'm going to basically condense it somewhat uh, in the essence of time. However, um, everything that I'm going to be talking about today, the examples and things of that nature is, is found in John chapter 11, um, your preference, right, it could be NIV, it could be the King James Version, or it can be the NA, NA, uh, B, uh, ho however you choose to, uh, or whichever version you choose to follow, then absolutely, by all means, um, go to chapter, John chapter 11, and that's where you'll find basically what I'm going to be talking about. However, um, Jesus wept. Again, we go to the message, right? The most important thing that you can get out of this message Right. Or this uh, recording is the message. Right. Basically, what we're going to talk about today is Jesus wept. And uh, it's it's amazing how today's men uh, masculinity is focused on hardcore or uh, image or a presentation, a certain look. A tough guy look or a tough persona those those uh, are interpreted as 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 strength right as somebody who's strong somebody who's powerful however the most the most powerful person that I know only person that comes to mind and not and I'm not talking about a fictitious character right we can go to uh, that world and you'll see so many different characters uh, characters and that uh have these superpowers and so on and so forth uh 
those guys may be seen as the strongest, right? But I'm talking about real life uh, humans. And um, the most powerful person creates a universe. The most powerful person creates a body for himself or, or takes uh, a body and clothes himself with a flesh and becomes a human being and suffers the most painful death that you can imagine. Uh, and, and prior to getting going to the cross, he suffered, suffered at all levels. Talking about suffered through being mocked, being ridiculed, being punished, tortured, beaten. I mean, you fill in the blanks of the stuff that he went through. And then on top of that, he had to carry his own cross. And then lastly was nailed to that cross. We're going to fast forward. He's nailed to the cross. Knowing that this is going to happen. The book of Isaiah, uh, the prophecy was fulfilled through Jesus. He fulfilled what Isaiah spoke about. The promised Messiah, how he was going to suffer through his stripes we were healed. He was going to be uh, pierced for our transgressions. right? And he was going to hang on this tree. So uh, Jesus fulfilled that knowing that he's fulfilling that the what he spoke through the prophet Isaiah fulfills it in his time and also uh, knowing in his time when he uh, Jesus is the, the man Jesus is here amongst us he knew he was going to the cross if you re- you could read about that in uh, John chapter 14 as he's telling his disciples that he is leaving he knows that he's going to go to the cross that he is going to die and instead of running, and instead of uh, disappearing, uh, maybe walking on water again to the other side of the, of the planet and escaping. Uh, however, uh, you, 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 you know, we would definitely do that. I'm not, I know I got my hand up on that. Uh, I would definitely uh, try to choose some, some other alternatives, right? But Jesus, knowing that he's going to the cross still fulfills and is obedient 100% to what the Father sent him to do. And that is give himself up on that cross for our sinful death. Amazing, right? So that's power. I don't see any strong man today that's going to go through something like that. Willingly and knowingly. I can't. I can't really... uh, throw any names out there not to to go through what jesus went through there there's martyrs out there and a lot of people that obviously deserve the respect for their sacrifices and the pain and suffering that they went through uh, for freedom and to protect our nation and things of that nature so i'm not taking anything away from those folks but i'm talking about in jesus case it was torture non-stop torture knowing that he's going to go through that still goes through it fulfills scriptures fulfills what his father sent him to do here in this planet for you and for me 
for all that are set to get to salvation. So I don't know anyone stronger than Jesus and more powerful that can create a universe, um, to speak it into existence or whatever science, whatever power he used to form um, things that, uh, again, invisible and visible, uh, things that we still haven't discovered underneath the oceans or in the heavens above. And he created all those things. That's power. That's power. Yet, uh, we're going to focus on Jesus still. Jesus wept. Yes, Jesus wept. The shortest um, verse of the Bible, I believe. I haven't found anything uh, shorter. But the shortest verse is uh, found in uh, John chapter 11, verse 35, which says uh, Jesus wept. Amazing, right? Jesus weeping. However, we're going, before we break this down a little bit, uh, we're going to talk about why he's weeping, first and foremost, right? What made him weep? Why is he weeping? Well, one of his best friends, Lazarus, uh, uh, the scripture um, quotes that he and Lazarus' sisters were friends. Right? They may have grown up together. Uh, they don't really break it down. Um, not in the translations that we have. Maybe there'd be some uh, texts out there that, that were perhaps removed or for whatever reason didn't make it. Uh, obviously, right, we're, we're talking about his gift for humanity. The New Testament, the book of John talks about Jesus, uh, how he came to suffer and what he was doing was recorded in, by John. And there's details there. However, they don't go in, into too much details of his childhood or uh, what he did from infancy to the day of his um, uh, hanging on the cross. Those details are not there. However, they do say that Jesus and Lazarus were friends and so were and so were his sisters, right? They were all friends. And what's happening here is that Jesus uh, was told by Martha and Mary that Lazarus was sick. And they actually sent um, these messengers to Jesus. And it's amazing, right? They're using a, a messaging service, right? We, we use uh, text messaging today, right? Uh, once upon a time, we were using... Uh, mail carriers and, and maybe some parts of the world are still using that, right? Where they write letters to each other. Um, but we don't do that anymore, right? We just really email. Most of us email, but even more text, right? We're in a texting uh, time right now. This is the time of texting, right? Everybody prefers to text versus a call or versus writing a letter. Or versus writing an email, right? In Jesus' time, they used messengers. So they used these, these two messengers to go and, and talk to Jesus. And they came to him and said, Your, your friend Lazarus, uh, you know, Martha and, and Mary require you because of uh, Lazarus right now. He's, he's ill. He's not 
he's not feeling well right now, so we would like you to come and heal him. They want you to come and heal him. And Jesus uh, sends him away intentionally. When I first read that, I was like blown away because I was like, why would Jesus do that? Like, I kind of stopped there for a minute. And I was trying to process that. Uh, sometimes we do that, right? We don't finish the whole sentence or we don't finish the, the paragraph or, or the chapter, right? We just kind of pause at something that, that's really jumping out at us, right? And that jumped out at me. Like, why wouldn't he go and uh, heal Lazarus, right? And after all, that is his friend. So I kind of wrestled with that for a little bit. Uh, then I did get a, uh, to the root of it. So praise God for that. Praise God for uh, giving me that wisdom, knowledge and wisdom and, uh, and the strength to continue to read and, and see that uh, the reason he, he did that intentionally. And that was the part that I struggled with because I was like, Jesus is a loving being, why would he let somebody die intentionally? That's a little uh, hard pill for me to swallow at that time when I read that. However, as you fast forward and, and read, uh, he has a purpose. He has a plan. He's, um, he's has those non-believers in scope. Uh, in the crowd of some of the um, Jews, that were paying respect to uh, Lazarus. Uh, we're, I'm going to fast forward a little bit uh, where Lazarus has died already. Jesus uh, didn't make it on time. Or intentionally took his time so that he would die. And some of the Jews that were there are part of the, the uh, Sanhedrin. And part of the Sanhedrin have the uh, Sadducees. The Sadducees were... Not, they were believers in God, but they were not believers in spirits. They were not believers in angels. And they were not believers in uh, resurrection or life after death. They just didn't believe in those things. However, Jesus had them in, sp in scope. So it's starting to make sense now why he would wait. Because he was going to do something very powerful. And if he would have just healed Lazarus, then what about the Sadducees? The Sadducees would have uh, never believed, right? They would have never believed because they didn't believe. They just would have said, well, Lazarus uh, healed by himself, right? We, we have this mechanism, right? We have this built-in mechanism. God has, has um, given us the ability to self-heal. And, and we do, right? We heal from all kinds of illnesses and from cuts, from injuries, we heal. The body is designed to do that. Uh, so with that being said, they would have never given Jesus credit. They would have just said, well, Lazarus was healed. He just got rest, took some herbal teas, and that, that's the end of that, right? He, Jesus had nothing to do with that. I'm sure they would have came up with that excuse. However, he had them in scope. He had those Sadducees in scope. So he waited for Lazarus to, to die. Now, when he, Jesus arrives in uh, John chapter 11, he arrives there. Uh, Mary and Martha meet him. And I'm fast forwarding, right? Um, Mary and Martha meet Jesus. And they tell him, 
Lord, if you would have come, my brother would not have died. He would have not died, but he would have lived. And there's a powerful conversation going on there. Uh, but I'm going to I'm going to skim through that because what I want to bring home is how Jesus is so affectionate, so loving and so kind. And it doesn't sound like it right now, uh, but you will. When you read John chapter 11, the whole chapter, you'll see what I'm talking about. And I'll, and I'll give you uh, I'll give you the end result of what he does. And, and you, some of you have already know what Jesus has done with Lazarus. He he actually uh, he actually raised him from the dead. But before we get to that point, we saw that Jesus is having this this uh, communication with Lazarus' sisters, and they're they're weeping, and they're saying, "Lord, if you would have come, my brother would not have died." And they're crying. Now, in John chapter 11, verse 33, it shows that Jesus is groaning. Some versions, some versions will say uh, that Jesus is troubled now. He is groaning. This is, if you ever heard somebody cry, or if you ever looked at a little kid, before he, before he begins to cry with a loud burst, he first like takes these deep, Breaths and and it, it struggles, gasp. It's almost like gasping for air. The groaning, right? It's like you're fighting and you're struggling. You're trying to put it away from you, but it it just overpowers you and it comes out. The weeping is next, right? This is a big cry, loud, and that's what Jesus is doing, knowing, knowing that he's gonna go raise Lazarus from the dead. Knowing that he's going to not only resurrect Lazarus from the dead, but he's also going to rescue those Sadducees that didn't believe in resurrection, life after death, spirits, angels. They didn't believe in those things. But the scripture here says that when, La when Lazarus came from the tomb, when Jesus raised them up from the tomb they said they believed they said they believed not all all of them obviously but those those Sadducees that were there believed and that's what Jesus had in mind he wanted to rescue and save them as well see how compassionate Jesus is he's not just thinking about healing Lazarus what if he would have done that, yeah, Mary and Martha and Lazarus would have been happy. But what about the Sadducees? They still would have been lost. And Jesus saw them. He was able to see past just Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. See, he had a bigger plan. Yet he's still crying with them. So what does that say? When Jesus is weeping with you, that means that it doesn't matter what you're going through right now. It may not seem good today. It could be that you have lost somebody in your family, like Martha and Mary lost Lazarus. It could be that you, uh, you're unemployed, you lost your, your, your job, or you lost uh, 
a, a vehicle. I mean, you fill in the blanks. We, we've all lost something. We are, and even today, we're all losing something. We, something is, is affecting us emotionally. But Jesus is also with us. He's crying with us. When we feel these emotions, when we feel that sometimes it's, we're helpless or, or it's hopeless, Jesus is right there with us. He's ready to do something bigger. Or you're thinking about maybe I, I, if I only would have done this in my job, I would have lost my job. But he maybe has a better place for you. He may have a better career for you. He's going to put you in a place where you're going to have the ability to perhaps work from home on a full-time basis and, and be able to be there with your children as they study or you're, you're going to be able to have lunch with them, breakfast, drop them off at school, pick them up. I mean, isn't that amazing when you have that type of flexibility? Maybe you don't have that in your current position and Jesus is going to allow you to get that somewhere else. So he has a bigger plan. The vehicle that you lost. It could have been that that vehicle was just going to cause more harm in the, long, in the long run. It was going to be more expensive to fix or more expensive to, you know, um, upgrade or, or, or do whatever uh, that vehicle needed. Or perhaps, perhaps he, he saved you from a, a disaster uh, or or saved others from having an impact that could have been effect, affecting multiple souls, right? So it could be that that's what he's uh, keeping you away from. But he's there weeping with you. As you suffer, he suffers. As we suffer, he suffers. So the message today is that it's okay. It's okay to when you're facing challenges and and sometimes we have to cry about it. Not maybe in tears. Maybe we're going to use words instead of uh, tears. Or sometimes we're going to be uh, emotionally shocked. I mean, you fill in the blanks. We're human beings. We all have this built in us. It's okay. Those folks that are out there saying it's not okay, <laughs> they're the biggest liars. They see you as a crybaby. Don't worry about what they say. Focus on what Jesus says. Because Jesus is going to guide you and speak to you through his Holy Spirit that lives inside you. And that Holy Spirit will not lie to you. That Holy Spirit loves you exactly the way he built you. He speaks to the true person that he built, not the ones that this world created. This world creates all kinds and fabricates all kinds of lies and they want you to fit certain criteria so meet certain criterias be a certain way that's the world Jesus loves you exactly the way he made you and he has a bigger plan for you and in the interim he is going to suffer with you knowing that he's going to get you to a better place you just got to allow him to do this don't don't let these people get you to a corner where you can't really snap out of that corner you can't really come out of that corner because you're letting the emotions just suppress you and hold you down and sometimes hold you like in a prison in a mental prison 
just listen to what Jesus says to you in his soul-spoken voice inside your consciousness. He's going to guide you. And he's going to take you to a better place. That's Bible. He did it with Lazarus, right? He had a better plan than Mary and Martha's plan. Mary just wanted uh, Lazarus to heal. But Jesus had a better plan. He wanted to raise Lazarus from the dead. And he wanted to save those that didn't believe in resurrection. He wanted them to witness it for themselves so that they can see the power and they can join that power just like you and I have the minute we submit of our sinful nature and we receive that gift that Jesus paid for us on the cross remember brothers and sisters Jesus already paid for our sin debt it's almost like going on a meal and somebody has picked up the bill on your behalf. Or it's like you're going to a movie theater and somebody has paid for your ticket. It has the reservations already there for you. All you have to do is say your name and they give you these tickets and you come in and watch your favorite movie. It's already paid for. Jesus pays for our sin debt through his bloodshed. The body, blood, and water that Jesus poured for us on that cross is the remission for our sinful death and all we have to do is accept it repent from our wicked ways which is disobeying God if God is telling us through our conscience to do righteous things and we don't do the righteous things then we're disobeying him and that cause that that penalty is death and Jesus has paid for it so that's where we come in and embrace the gift that Jesus has given us. And once we do that, the Holy Spirit comes and dwells inside us and guides us. It's our GPS. It's our global positioning spiritual guidance. Amazing, right? So brothers and sisters, this, hopefully this message has touched you has showed you the way to Jesus, the way to salvation, and the way to hear His Holy Spirit inside your conscience. And it's okay. Whatever you're going through right now, Jesus is going through it with you, but He's going to do something greater. Greater than what you can imagine. He's going to do it for you. So I just wanted to share that with you, and I hope this message touches you in a very magnificent and powerful way. Glory to God. Stay blessed.